Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Always Moving Podcast. I'm your host, Lyndon Savanto, and this is technically episode one. Earlier in the week, I actually had recorded a Zoom meeting with my friend Greg and Dushan, but I felt like maybe people didn't want to listen to us kind of cut on and on, on and off between uh, attention because we were doing our draft picks and really we're just talking our own non-professional, non-analyst takes on players, so it was probably pretty garbage, so I felt like maybe this should be the first episode. Today is September 13th, 2020, and I cannot believe how quickly the summer's gone, because I don't care about Thursday. Today was the official kickoff of the NFL, in my mind. It was great to see my beloved Baltimore Ravens absolutely blast the Cleveland Browns. They won 38-6, to and let me tell you, that felt, uh, felt good, because I feel like last year we were going to win it all. And then Derrick Henry just uh, kind of blew right through us, which was unexpected, and I heard from it from everybody. But today, everyone looked good. Lamar looked awesome. He looked quick. Um, he didn't get injured, thank God. And yeah, like I loved what everyone was doing. Mark Andrews caught two touchdowns, and I was impressed by both the rookies. J.K. Dobbins looked explosive, looked quick. I loved it, and my guy that I was glad we got in the draft that fell to us was Patrick Queen, the middle linebacker from LSU. He stepped up. He kicked ass out there. It was awesome. Plus, it's Cleveland, and for me, Cleveland went as that team that hasn't won in a long time, and you cheer for them. They went 0-16, and like, oh, Cleveland's you know, the worst team ever, and then they started to get players. And then once they started to get players, they got overhyped and then quickly became one of the tiers, uh, one of the teams that I would cheer against most openly, not just because they are in my division, but I just don't like the, the hype and the, the cut of the jib of some of those guys out there. So it was great to see them just lay the boots to a division rival. And more importantly, uh, my least favorite of the division rivals, I would say, in the other hand, the great real-life football performance of my team falls then towards the hella shitty performance of my fantasy football team today. I unfortunately had to dress some backups and whatnot. I can find a million excuses, but it was <laughs> it's it's never exciting in fantasy football when you see your team just out of it after an hour of the first game. That happened. The Cowboys and Rams are currently playing, but my receivers are not going to get me 100 points combined. So it looks like I'm taking the loss uh, in my most important league this week, which is disappointing. But hey, it is what it is. Um, Actually, the the one thing I... is completely changed the subject, but it it crossed my mind the other day. And what I said in the teaser was I was going to be sharing stories um, of my life abroad, things that happened to me everything I've seen, and this occurred to me a couple days ago. So I don't know where you are when you're listening to this, but in rural Alberta, it seems that crime rates have gone up, and then all like neighbors, my parents' house, everywhere I see people are installing gates in the front of their driveways, which growing up, um, maybe I was just naive, maybe I was just a kid, I didn't know what was going on, but 
now that everyone's having these gates up, it just kind of kind of makes me sad. Because when I was growing up, it was you'd wave to your neighbor or hell, we were young, so we would have friends on some of the houses on the block or whatever. And then I was going to the gym the other day and I had to lock the gate. And it was just it made me upset. Like I've never experienced any any robberies or anything going on to myself here in Canada, but when I was driving towards the gym, I'm just like, I thought back, I'm like, okay, what's, what's ever happened to me in my life? Was I ever got robbed or did my car get broken into whatnot, whatnot? And there was three things. One did happen in Edmonton, but I blame my friend Daryl on that one because we went to an Oilers game, Oilers Bruins. I was super pumped up and it was like, okay, Bruins go. They crush the Oilers, of course, because one team's really good and the other one's the Oilers. And then we come back to this. We didn't park in the official parking lot. We parked across the way from Northlands. Daryl's like, yeah, we'll park over here. It was like five bucks. It's like, oh, good deal. I don't know what parking was at Northlands, but it certainly was more expensive than five bucks. So we go, go to the game. Bruins kick ass. We come outside and I look, I'm like, wow, that door looks busted up. And someone must have like taken a hammer and a screwdriver or something and just smashed my, my car locks. And <laughs> they, they cleaned out my change cup and they took my old iPod, which sucked because I had one of the, those kind of blocky old style of iPods, but it was like 80 gigs or something, some crazy thing. And I had like 25,000 songs because I was at the time I was a student at Nate and I was doing the radio show and I would just collect music from people's laptops. So they took the iPod and it wasn't even really the iPod itself that I was sad about. It's that I lost these thousands of songs that I collected from all these people. And some of the people at the time after that I hadn't seen in a long time. So it's like, well, I'm never going to get that random ass song that I couldn't even think of and probably never listened to. But now it's gone. So anyway, that was the only time anything happened to me in Canada even. But there was two stories that came up um, when I was living abroad. So the first one, what happened in Aarhus, Denmark, when I lived at the Idritz High School. It was a sports academy in Aarhus. And so we would go to the handball practices four times a week in the mornings or whatever. And then you have your classes throughout the day. The afternoon, what, 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 what not. So it's been going on for years and people from the outside tend to kind of know the schedule and they also know the tendencies of the students, which is the bigger issue here to why my wallet got stolen like four days before I was about to go back to Canada, which was literally the worst possible timing for my wallet to get robbed. So Basically, what happened was Dushin and I never really locked our door, but most of the students didn't because uh, you needed keys to access the hallway doors. They were like a solid metal with two glass windows, but it was pretty thick glass. And unless you were a drunken guy who wanted to hook up with a girl, but she hooked up with someone else and then you punched through it, <laughs> which I saw happen and uh, still can't find the guy. Anyone that knows what I'm referring to will think that was hilarious. Um, so anyway, Dusha and I went to our practice in the morning and we come up and we get back to the room. 
door was open, whatever, no big deal. Like it wasn't like wide open, but it wasn't locked. It never is. Get to the room and it's like, so I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. You hid my phone. I'm like, okay, whatever. Just give him here or whatever. I'm, I'm done. And it's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So then I'm like, okay, like, first off, the joke's not even funny. We had a lot of dynamite jokes at EHO, the best one. Maybe I'll get into it. Yeah, the best, my favorite joke that Dusha and I had in the room was we, uh, I'm going off track here, but I'll come back. Don't worry, I didn't forget. I know you're probably on the edge of your seat like, whoa, what happened? But this one, honestly, the, the prank story that we did was is better than me getting robbed. I prefer to drop a hilarious prank on someone instead of getting my wallet and cash stolen. So we're going to shift focus here for a second and I'll come right back to it. So either this amazing prank, my favorite one, Dush and I did at the at the school, we we had gone to the Ikea in Aarhus and you know how all the, there's all the fake rooms set up with the products and then they have like fake, fake food, fake telephone or whatnot. So these ones had these fake laptops where it's just a empty casing it looks like a laptop but it's just a chunk of plastic so being the upstanding citizens we are we decide to take two of them you know that's what if we would have paid for them it cost like three bucks i'd have paid that if they want it if you guys hear it over there i'll send you six bucks so either way we take these laptops and we come up with this great idea because we had this room at the academy that Everyone had to walk through to get to the different gyms. And if you wanted to go to the gym or go to the gymnasiums or whatever, you kind of had to pass underneath our room more or less. So we we grab a laptop. We see someone that we like coming and we just we burst out onto the, the balcony. You grab a laptop and you're like, oh, yo, Daniel, Daniel, hurry up, grab this. I, I took Craig's computer. He's coming after me and grab it. And then you go to toss it down to the person, but we just full on threw it as hard as we could and like way off, like uncatchable throw hits the cobblestone walkway and just shatters to pieces. And they're just hands on their head. Like, Oh my God, what have I done? And I'm like, Daniel, you just destroyed his computer. And they're like, no, no, no. And they try to grab it. And then they realize it's this carcass of a, just a plastic shell of a laptop. And they you all, know, the reactions were incredible. We did it to one of the teachers and he thought it was funny after he freaked out. Yeah. So that was actually the best part of us getting somebody, not us getting got. So either way, back to where we got robbed, we come up from the training, go in the room and it's like, okay, my phone and my wallet are gone, whatever. It's a hilarious prank. Someone hit it under the bed. So it's like, okay, look around, can't find it. Look in the bathroom, can't find it. So then it's like, okay, some asshole in the school did it. They are playing the prank. It's even funnier because it's not in the room. And then it turns out no one did. And then one of the, the maintenance workers um, said that they spotted one of the punk-ass kids that live in the area that have notoriously robbed students throughout the years. Uh, they came bursting out of our room with my wallet. I don't think Dushin actually lost anything, which is which is super for him. Um, but uh, apparently the, the kid ran out of the room and took off down the street and the, the maintenance guy, the blue man chased him. But by that time he was gone. So yeah, I got my wallet stolen. Then they ended up finding it. They just took whatever cash. But since I was poor and had almost no cash, then 
didn't matter. So all good. The second story of when I got robbed while living in Europe was actually one of the most terrifying, most like nerve wracking moments in my life. Cause it wasn't, I've never been robbed. Like no one comes up to me and just attempts to rob me. Cause you know, I'm pretty big and I have a notorious reputation of being tough as nails. So like people like, they don't even have to speak to me, but they know like this guy, this guy could probably step into the UFC and win his first five matches. No problem. So I, I have that kind of aura around me. And if you know me, you definitely know that aura that I'm talking about. It's like, wow, this guy, oh, no way. I'm not messing with him. But <laughs> so what happened was I was asleep. If you're going to attack um, a potential Hall of Fame cage fighter like myself, you get them while they're sleeping. So an ex-girlfriend and I were staying in an Airbnb in Paris, just south of Paris, like part of the suburbs, but outside of downtown main area of Paris. And it was a ground level Airbnb. There's like two of these not like trailers, but they're like a small little house with the door. There's a bed, there's a bathroom and everything. And they're like, they were pretty nice things and like little, I don't know, villas. Let's call them villas. So either way, we have a great, great day in Paris and we come back and we all, we, I mean, we both, we all, we both pass out watching some movie. And then she woke me up in the middle of the night and she said, uh, Lyndon, there's someone in the room and I'm, I'm just in my boxers and I'm just kind of coming to, cause it's two 3 AM or something. I'm like, what, what? She's like, yeah, there's someone in the room. And so I just kind of get to tension. I look to the left, which is where the door to this little villa is. And all I see is the silhouette of someone staring right at me. <laughs> and if I closed my eyes right now and wanted to, I could picture that silhouette of someone standing in the door because it's the middle of the night, but there's a sh like a street light right behind looking into the door into the villa. So I can't see details about this person at all, but they're staring right at me and they're looking me right in the face. And I could see this silhouette of this person just standing there staring right at me. And if you've, maybe if you've ever seen the movie V for Vendetta, you know, when he comes out of the fire and, um, the doctor that he gives the rose to, she's explaining it. And he's just standing there looking, but you can't see the detail. That's what it was like. And it's the craziest feeling was that he, I don't know how long he was in there, but if he wanted to, your dear friend, Lindy would have been long dead. Or he could have hurt my ex or taken anything. So what he ended up taking on the table beside the bed was my wallet, my passport, my phone, all this stuff. All he ended up doing was grabbing the wallet. And then he takes off running the second. I, like I look at him. We look at each other for like two to three seconds. And then he takes off. And then this is the part like we're both like, like what the hell has happened? both freaking out and it's just like okay maybe he ran outside and he dropped it on the ground because like this happened after the denmark thing so it's maybe like oh he grabbed whatever euros i had in there and just threw the wallet on the ground but remember this is 3 a.m i'm only wearing my 
boxers, and it's kind of like a misty rain. So all it is is dark in our villa, and there's just a light coming through the door, and all you can see is kind of the vague stuff like in the area outside, like bins or whatever, and the misty rain, pure darkness, and just the street light. So I go out there, like I'm like, well, I gotta go see. Maybe he's just threw it on the ground. Maybe it's sitting out there. So all I have is my just an empty bottle of wine. And this was the I could feel my heart. This is one of the moments I could feel my heart literally pounding in my chest. Is I'm about a foot from the door, 3 a.m. misting rain, just in my boxers, no shoes, no nothing, an empty bottle of wine. Because if he's going to jump out and stab me, my plan was to, I guess, bash him over the head with this bottle of wine. So there's this moment I take like a two to three second pause. My heart's pounding. It's probably waking the neighbors. You can hear my heart's just beating this fast. So I'm standing there with this bottle of wine and it's like, well, let's, let's go. And I take this step out into the night, into almost complete darkness where it's just shadows is the only thing you can see. And if this guy wanted to, he could be hiding anywhere if he wanted to attack me or whatever. So I go out there with this empty bottle and I'm just like, I'm out here. Like, if anything's going to happen, I'm bashing skulls. <laughs> that was the plan. So I walked around and the, the owner of the Airbnb lived in the house, like right close. So our little villa and the, owner's house were five feet apart and then there was like another couple staying in a villa on the other side and like they were all asleep so I go out there and at this point my French isn't even that great so I couldn't explain it how as I could now um I go out there I'm walking back and forth I can't see anything on the ground we go, we bang on the, the homeowner's house and we're like, yeah, someone took this, this, this. And he's just like, I don't know if this guy was in on it, but I don't know. He seemed suspicious at best because I don't know how this guy got into the villa because I did lock it, but it, it's not like he kicked the door open or anything. So you be the judge of that. But nothing ended up happening. I don't know what happened to the wallet. I, I canceled the bank cards and stuff. And then my ex, eventually she falls back asleep and I can't sleep. Like I'm, I'm sitting there in this thing and there's enough, there's like two windows in the thing. I'm like, if somebody's looking through at any point, like that's it. Like it's smashy, smashy time. Nothing ends up happening. I don't sleep the whole night. And the next day I have to take a bus from Paris to Poitiers where I was living and she at the time my ex was working in Paris so the next day was actually going to be there was world championships or world juniors for hockey going on in Paris and we were going to go watch Team Canada play and then since my wallet got stolen and everything it was best to go back to Poitiers to her apartment so that kind of ruined that day <laughs> um but yeah that 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 momentary pause of when I'm about to step outside to get my life ended by some dude or, I don't know, smash some dude's head in with a bottle. That was the one of the most uh, nerve-wracking, terrifying moments of my life. But I'm glad I went out there. I don't know. It was a, 
it was as terrifying as it was like I'm proud I did it. You know, I was a man for one time in my life. I could say I was a man. So yeah, those were two stories that uh, came to mind. Well, three stories, but the the two European stories were the ones that came to my mind first of when I had to close the skate to go to the gym, which was uh, a bit disappointing. But yeah, so that's going to be episode one. I just wanted to share these two stories of when I was living abroad and I got robbed. Again, I'm such a menace. Like, you people see me across the street. They might even cross the street to walk on the other sidewalk. I look so just tough and menacing. As you you well know if you if you know who I am. So yes, I appreciate you listening to the two stories. The podcast is gonna be a lot like this. If something happens in a day, I'm gonna it'll probably connect everything somehow connects to these stories of what I've lived or have experienced. So I wanna share my stories with you guys, and there's gonna be several people coming on sharing similar stories of this or something comes up and then we just go back and forth ragtag about how uh Tampa Bay Buccaneers are never going to win the Super Bowl this year because Ravens got a lockdown whatever you know whatever truths we want to share so I greatly appreciate you listening to this whole thing if you've made it this far um soon enough there will be uh some social media pages and an email going up so you can contact me play on my phone enough at work because it kind of entitles me to at the for the moment I have to kind of be on my phone the whole time so reach out to me for now if it's mostly going to be people that know me if you have a question or a story you want me to share when you got robbed or something along those lines shoot me a message on Facebook or my email or whatever if you're real close shoot me a text and we'll work it out but for now I am going to call it an episode because it is Sunday night. I maybe foolishly still have hopes for my fantasy team to pull it out tonight. We all know how that's going to go. But anyway, this has been episode one of the Always Moving Podcast. Again, I am your host, Lyndon Savanto. You can follow my personal Instagram account at savanto 56 S-U-V-A-N-T-O-5-6 on Instagram, and we'll go from there. Much appreciated, and hey, let's keep this thing rolling.